0: Wrestling viewpoint with Mike Shay. Long and much talked about promo segment, segment between, between Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes. What were your feelings that?
1: on that? Well, I, I loved it. I heard people talking about it. I didn't have a chance to watch it right away, and uh, I was watching it. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And what I love about their promos, if it was real or not, you know, they made you believe, you know, they suspend disbelief when it came to that promo talking about, you know, we were, Cody's talking about, we were broke and, you know, his dad wasn't working for, working for WCW at the time and, you know, had no job, blah, 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 that kind of thing. He goes, and you called. It's not just the booking and the, the, the things that they're setting in play with the pro, with the with the booking of it and the angle, it was they made you believe that what was being if it was true or not it might have been because Dusty had left WCW and he had nowhere to work and then Paul brought him into work with Carino in ECW because he says, and you called Paul Heyman called they like called Dusty you know love that promo and lots of guys they need to like I watched the other. You know, the other other promotions when they cut a promo or the way they act or things along those lines. You don't believe what they're saying. You sit there and they're cutting a promo. This is bad acting. It, once again, bad stage theater. You're like, like who taught you to cut promos? But by God, they can jump around and do Circus de Soleil like it's the best thing ever. But they can't cut a promo to get you emotionally invested. You know, they, they had the same back in the day. They could talk them in the building. Dusty could talk you into the building. This guy could talk you into the building because that promo, well, I got to go see that. He's going to kick his ass or I got to see him get even or I got to see what's going to happen. He could talk the guy into the building because you had a good promo. You you go to schools all these times. They could tumble and flip and pole dance and whatever the hell else they want to do. And it's like, well, oh, great. Okay. But can you cut a promo? Because if you don't believe in that guy's character and you don't believe in him, why the hell do I want to pay? I, I see some indies wanting general admission. 25, 30 bucks, why am I gonna pay that to see that when it's bad stage theater? Teach people to know their character and cut the promo. And that's 101, watch that, watch Dusty Rhodes because uh, Cody referenced the hard times, the hard times promo. Young wrestlers, green guys that are listening to this, you know, go back, go to YouTube. There's a hard time, it's called the hard times promo. Go back and watch that with Dusty Rhodes. That is how you cut a promo. That's how you talk them into the building. That's how you make people believe. And when you do that, that's how promotions make money.
0: Absolutely. And, and the thing, thing that we're, we're walking, walking a fine line, line because they also have the elimination, elimination chamber, chamber coming up with Sammy's name. Right? right? So you can't, so you can't be, be looking past Sammy, Sammy. because you want to make, make sure he's still he's believable and that angle is still sort white hot, but you but also don't want to make it look like Cody Rhodes either doesn't, doesn't have, have a chance to he's an afterthought.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing—they're keeping them both, both of those uh, irons hot in the fire because they didn't discredit Sammy during that promo either. I even think uh, Cody made reference to wrestling Sammy, and I mean, perfect. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, Sammy. It's just going to be a match at Elimination Chamber, and we're we're all there to see the Elimination Chamber, and it'll be, yeah, Roman's going to kill Sammy, blah, blah, blah. it's just leaving it at that. They're not doing that. They're still talking about it. They're talking about, um, they're talking about Sammy Zane and him being in a. Legitimate threat because after even after that promo, you sit there and you go, Could it be uh, could it be Sammy and Cody? I'd watch that match because then you still got the what's the bloodline going to do in that match? Let's say Sammy wins the title, where do we go from there? So, I mean, there's lots of intrigue still, and them not just um, you know, pissing on the amber so to speak, to put the fire out on Sammy Zane because he's still, he's still there and still uh, you know, even though he wasn't on Raw they're still talking about him and making him be a viable threat. we well, have got to keep, keep him separate. separate because, because you, you, you don't, don't want to get the m- muddy's, muddy's, sorry, the water's, water's muddy, because the whole point
0: of uh, Cody's uh, return at the rumble was, was to, to have, this have this moment, right? right? So you, so you have, have the Rose moment at WrestleMania. Wrestlemania. And unfortunately, with the, the heat in yeah. that angle and, and the amount of crowd reaction to it, they're walking a very very um small window sure you not screw up i can't believe how much they've actually sold pre of wrestlemania for both nights and you have to have two strong main events for that do you have roman for both nights or is it Roman on the second night with it being drawn out
1: right? I, I would what i i would do if I, it was me you leave sammy and roman in in limbo and you bring that over to mania for one night and then if Roman does lose to Sammy. You have a lot of good reasoning and backstory and a lot of things you can do with that. Uh, and then you have the next night, Cody, you can feasibly lose two belts, but you know, a heel's got to believe they've been in what they're saying and that they've been screwed and everything you see from Roman and Paul Heyman, they, you can, t- they make you suspend disbelief, as I said, because you believe that those guys are, actually they believe what they're telling you this isn't just some kind of theater they're doing this or they're not playing a role and that and when you can get people to believe what you're saying like that that's how you can talk them into the building and it would give roman reigns an out that he could actually believe and be like well i had two matches at at mania night one and night two. i too had a hell of a match with cody he could squeak by or we lose in that match then he goes into Sami Zayn the next night and loses. But after something that happened in the first night, like you take a look going back, uh, what was it 46 years ago, you had Terry Funk lose to uh, Harley Race in Toronto. And on the TV show, when they showed Funk losing, they had they showed that Funk injured his knee in Florida going into that match. So they didn't know live, but they knew... That week, what happened? So people that were at Maple Leaf Gardens because they would have been watching Maple Leaf Wrestling in from in in Ham on CH in Hamilton, and they would be telling you what exactly happened, and then all that other stuff would be make sense. So you'd be doing the backstory, right? Or you'd be back booking with it because you couldn't. We didn't have promos to put up on the Titan Tron to be like, "Oh, last night in Florida, T- uh, Terry Funk hurt his leg. I think it was Harley that got him." No, it was Jack Briscoe. I think it was Jack Briscoe that injured him the night before in Florida. Then he came in and lost to Harley in Toronto. It kept Harley strong, kept Terry strong. You know, there is, there is no uh, outs to that. That was a, it, it was a good angle. So you could feasibly do the same kind of thing on two nights in a row, but people would be there to see both nights and everybody know because they're watching Mania Night 1, Mania Night 2. So going into the second night, they'd have that story told to them already from the previous night. And you could, and it, Roman would still stay, stay as strong as ever because he's really the face of the company right now. Uh, you know, so it, it, he has that momentum still. And there's a reason, and then you can still go back over after both titles.
0: Well, with the fact that the
1: Yusuf the brothers
0: most likely can't get into Canada because of DUI problems. The one brother. So, so the one yeah. brother, we interesting to see what happens um, if they are going to go with just the two. It was interesting, if you saw the promo itself on, on Friday night, Roman only had a shirt with his face and Paul Heyman's face.
1: Oh, so it'll be interesting so, to
0: see how they're, they're, they're go forward, forward with the, the, the whole head of the table um, going from the alienation chamber in WrestleMania. WrestleMania.
1: Well, they're, right. t- they're talking about uh, Jey Uso leaving the bloodline too. Mm-hmm. So, but the, And they'd set those back when the bloodline was forming. They they planted those seeds, what, how long ago did they start that? It was it a year year and well, a half a ago? ago? Yeah. So with, with, it was Jey Uso, right? That's, That's right. right. They, they had
0: their DNA match together, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. how it all started, and then he had, had join
0: the bloodline at that point. Yep, yeah. and then to become the one who um, was Sammy's uh, protector at the trial, it's interesting to see how they feed the story because from my viewpoint they're going to go with tag titles with uh, Kevin and Sammy at WrestleMania um, because there's no other unless they drop the titles this week, right? Unless there's Chance, because they have the tag team title with uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Ricochet, yeah, right. So maybe Sammy costs them the title.
1: I'd hate that. I would. I don't. I don't like those throwing together tag teams. Being and I'm not a huge fan of Braun Strowman. I mean, he's okay. Yeah. It'd just be like, oh, you can do so much better. I'd rather see if you're gonna do it. You've got Sammy and Kevin Owens, yeah. which would make make more sense because they've got a history of tag teaming before you know, things along those lines. So I I think that would I think that would work a little better. I am oh, praying to God they don't lose the belts to <laughs> Ricochet and uh
0: and bronze yeah, It would be interesting because they've done a lot of uh, moving around with the tag teams. They've got now the um oh, oh teams of the um uh, the uh yeah. elements former crew. Yeah they they, were, Raw, they rolled and, back in uh, yeah. so the so. also. Moved Who did? Lost Oh um,
1: yeah yeah okay yeah. So so, that's right. I like Imperium. They're gonna, they are gonna. should do something with those guys. That generally, Gunther is awesome, but those guys that are with him
0: mm-hmm. are
1: pretty good. But I think the one guy hurt his knee legit oh,
0: really? At the
1: when I was watching uh, SmackDown. I yeah. can't remember what he did. Something off the ropes. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I think the guy landed on his knee. Something along those lines. I can't remember, but it looked like he, I thought he might have. But then I saw him on Raw. He didn't seem like, but you never know, right? So, but uh, but yeah, Imperium I like as well, they're, they're golden. So, yeah.
0: well, well then next we run, run into NXT, and NXT, NXT, NXT had, had a lovely little uh promo section, section. bailey <coughs> with, with her ding, ding dong, dong hello. Um, well, that's their show, right? Okay, right, and um, so she, she had, had uh, the team of G. G. Dolan and uh, uh, with uh, Manny Rose. But yeah. anyway, they basically an opposing mm-hmm. to the tag team and they recreated the whole barbershop with Marty and Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah, I saw the clips and people talking about that. I haven't watched NXT when it went to the multicolor. When they kind of redid everything. It was like... Uh, and then Shawn Michaels. I mean, I don't know. Shawn Michaels. It's just... I don't know what it is. I just don't care care for like you know what everybody says. Everybody, it's it's amazing when you watch and everybody. You had Seth Rollins, you see him punks a cancer, and it's like nobody was a bigger prick from what everybody said than Shawn Michaels. Even you know the Undertaker had to say to him, "You're with Austin. You're gonna go out there and do business, or else I'm gonna be waiting here." Right? It's like you know, and then you know he found God, and he changed. Did he change? You know, I I don't, and and I'm not discrediting. Finding God or any of that stuff, don't get me wrong. It's just, I just more so doubt him. It's just because, you know, you hear the stories, but the way he used to backhand and compliment you, like, you know, uh, Van Damme was cutting a, was in an interview, I think it was kayfabe commentary or something. Same guy that did it, right? And he was asking, he says, you know, Sean had those backhand compliments, like, that was good for a blah, 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 or whatever. Has he changed much? I don't know. I mean, I hear him yelling at referees because they had a different opinion on COVID and things like that, and it's like yelling at him and and, and overexpressing and acting. That's re- really religious and Christian of you, Sean. It's a little bullshit. Not Christianity. Don't get me wrong. Not when it comes to that. I just doubt Sean Michaels. You hear the stuff, and then you still hear about the way he acts. I highly doubt it. No,
0: see how oh, uh, NXT develops under uh, his regime.
1: I don't think no. I mean, Triple H is the the booking that he's doing is tremendous, but you can only book so much. Yeah. I mean, you got like Triple H is booking Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, look at that, he's booking two shows and actually can book it co, co-, uh, co- yeah. where you have uh, Tony Khan, <laughs> like you know, he's tr- he's trying to book book Rampage and Dynamite. And then he thinks he's gonna be able to go and book Ring of Honor. And I'm not trying to say it to shit on Tody Khan. I mean, because I think he's doing a good job. I'm glad that he gave people another place to work. I like that there's competition. You know, I like his love for the business. It's not just uh, you know, when Turner bought it and those the corporate clowns running the running the circus. It's you know, but you've got so many good guys, and I think we spoke about it on the last last show. Uh you have so many good guys in aew that he could be using to help book give him ideas talk him or there's guys out there you can hire there's a lot of good bookers and people out there that could advise him on how to do certain things and bring certain angles or tweak things you know and, and that's the thing and I'm not goddamn talking Vince Russo I right I'm not talking about Vince Russo okay <laughs> um but I mean you've got Jake Roberts that's there who could help book because he did a little bit of that with WWE you know, you have Arnie Anderson, uh, Kevin Sullivan's out there. He could be just that guy that tweaks and does things to make it, you know, and it's like people say, Oh, well, yeah, he's past this prime. He might be,
0: but he, get, he, he, prime. Prime. a lot yeah. of this stuff is still, I watched a lot of Jake promos at, on the today and watching him trying to break, uh, Gene Oakland in an interview for uh, he was in California. Yeah. And, uh, he got him to almost say something inappropriate in the <laughs> comment, but you, <laughs> but you could tell him because he was catching him, himself <laughs> going, "Oh yeah, I, I see where you're going with this." Changing the subject on him, but um, so
1: speaking of AEW, well, I sorry, let me just—it is going to be AEW related. When you have a promo guy like Jake Roberts there, how is he not helping all those kids with the promo? And I say kids like I'm old. I'm really not that old, but it's like you know. So sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no it's it's the, the generation now, though.
0: If, if you hear. What a lot of these guys are saying. The talent who are leaving AEW, such as William Regal, Cody Rose, you know, two big names that have a lot of experience in the industry, have a lot of opportunity to, to allow people to sit under the learning tree and soak it in. And they're not—they're refusing to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you have these people who are refusing to do it, why do you keep them?
1: Yeah. Well, you better let them go and say, "I want to listen, listen to me because we want
0: to beat the
1: WWE." We're paying you indie guys, and that's what a lot of these guys are. I I could pick a lot of guys here in Ontario, New York area that that could do a hell of a job with the same coaching and stuff that they have in AEW, you know. Um, but you you look at the difference. I was watching. Uh, it was a that NXT documentary. Um, oh, he was a part of the Teams with Fandango. And I see him and I can't remember his name. Sorry, that happened since a head injury. (laughs) um, He's the Canadian guy from BC. Uh, Well, they were talking about just NXT and him at the time, just before he was called up to the roster. But they had Scott Hall come down. And and, uh, I think it was Cruz. He was saying, this is what I was saying to you. It's contrived. Be you. Let you come out. Amplify you. And things like that. And, you know, find your character and who you are and bring that out. And it was Scott Holden, a great promo guy, another guy, great promo. That's the thing with WWE. And I know they have more guys that they can pull from. But right now, there's a lot of guys that they're not making any money. WWE, ex-WWE guys, guys that have been there. And No, we don't want to be WWE 2.0. But you can bring them in to make better the parts of your product that is waning, so to speak. I mean, you take a look at Soraya, Paige, whatever, you know. Watching AEW, the promo that she cut with Tony Storm and they attacked that one assistant or something. A, the one assistant there that they attacked, ooh, whatever her name is, didn't seem like she was, it was genuine the way she was reacting, like she was feeling threatened or attacked. And Soraya and Storm didn't come across anyway as well, like any of it genuinely, just very contrived. And that's the thing I've seen a lot coming from WWE going to AEW. There's a lot of guys without that d- WWE influence, a lot of it doesn't come across as good. It seems very uh they don't have the right coaching. You know, it, it's they they don't have the um the same guidance to make their product make them as good as they were in WWE. Well
0: not only that, there's, there's something to be said about having creative freedom. Right? right. That was one, one of the big things that we used that to criticize WWE about. It is all these contracts that were given to these big names that yeah. had creative control? Yeah. Right? And, and so if you look, look at AEW, now 90%, 90% of the guys who were there are WWE guys. Yeah. Right? Um, but if you look at their top, uh, and this surprised me, their top merch mover right now, Dan, Dan Huston. Huston. He's Yeah. He's not a big jack guy, he's a good character. He yep. believes in the character. He sells the character. The fans believe in the character. That's right, right? right. So if you have your roster, watch him. Watch how he possesses himself. And say, hmm, well, if I put that same level of effort into my character, Jack up, 150%, 200%, then maybe people want to buy my merchandise as well.
1: And he knows his spot and Raw. Absolutely. That's how he gets over, too. He's not trying to be something he's not. He is a good fun comedy character but not too dumb like you know really contrived contrived and ridiculous sure, that we yeah. talk like that we talked about with some of the nwa stuff it's like some of the guys it's like they know he knows his spot and how he needs to come across mm-hmm. and you can't you can't beat that you know and uh when you hit on a good point when it came to wcw creative freedom guys doing what they want i watch AEW, and I'm, every time i see Ro- roosh 'Cause it was uh the ROH pay per view. Mm-hmm. Him and his cousin brother, whatever it was that he was teaming with, they didn't like the way things went and did some ridiculous stuff. And it's like hang on. You're not doing we've said this before. If you're not out there doing what we're telling you to do, then you're no good to us. And like Vince McMahon would say, you I could sell advertising time for that time. And make make money. So these guys, I can't remember. I don't know if you can remember at the ROH pay per view that he was teaming with. I don't. And yeah, they beat the hell out of um. They beat the hell out of there. Um, I can't remember, but they didn't do what they're supposed to, and the finish was botched and things like that. I wouldn't have him on the show again. I'd be letting him go. I mean, he's really not a key player there. No. You know, and anyway, well, he could be. Well, he could be if he listened. Well, so good, ninety percent of the roster. roster. Yeah, again, again coming, coming down, down to
0: how do, you, how do you how do you structure your roster in such a way that you have a good mix of veterans and independents that you want to bring in and be that next level, right? And I love the fact that Chris Jericho was working with all these independent guys and young guys, but the problem I have is it's, it's a one and done, right? He's, he's, I know he's an advanced age and he's trying to get as much in as possible, but I'd rather see him take a limited few and make good programs with them, make them believable, right? Yeah. Take it back to when you had Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair from back in 89, that, that series of matches they had. They tore the roof off, right? Have him build up, whether it's Sammy Guevara or one of the other new guys that's going on. Not a WWE guy. Yeah, right. WWE guys are are pre-well established established already, right? right? They just need to have a better storyline to help develop them further, right? Have Chris Chris Jericho Jericho or one of the other WWE superstars Superstars that he's brought in make them earn their keep by putting these these guys guys over strong.
1: Right. Well, well, that's the thing I like about him with uh, with some of those guys that he's got, but there's just so many of them. You know uh, that that he's got. You can't really focus on. You know, uh, Sammy Guevara. He was Guevara. Guevara. He was good. I liked him, and it's just gotten. I don't know beat too much now. Maybe you hear all this stuff. Like it seems like he's. To me, it seems like he's gotten an ego, and it's like all right. Uh, you know, and then when they miss the triple AAA uh, matches and just things like that, but that's. I mean, that's more on on Tony than anything. Right? Absolutely. Uh so I mean when it comes to when it comes to the other guys in that group, he's given them a good boost up. I mean that tag team two point could, could be something. You know, but I think they he has to narrow that narrow the spotlight so to speak on those guys. Him and uh uh former pure champion, uh Daniel Garcia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think that uh, you know, he they could be He, those three guys could be something, and I think that him, them being with Jericho helps them. So, in in my in my opinion, so. So, we look the the format format of the show. What what sticks out out most most are the differences between the Raw show and the the
0: Dynamite Dynamite show.
1: show. What What, what is your opinion on that? What do you you feel on this? Raw show and the Dynamite show. The Raw show is more structured. Everybody comes across more, um, more genuine like their character development and the way they put guys through. It's not just, lots of times Dynamite can become a background noise for me where I'll watch Raw because, I mean, I was just watching, finishing watching Dynamite before you got here to tape this, and I was just like, the trios match. You know, um, AJ, AR Fox and um, Airstrike. Ver, you know, versus the elite, I would love to see Air Fox and Kenny Omega, and, and I keep calling it Circus de Soleil because that's what it is. Spot to spot to spot. And it's just one speed all the time. If you don't have a match with peaks and valleys, it's a straight line, and it's just a straight line. If it's all if it's all peaks, it's still just a straight line. If that's all it is, because there's no real build up to it. You know, they sell everything the same. Somebody, one of, one of those guys could come up with a gun and shoot somebody and they do one, two, three, up, two, three, one, two. It's like Fred Astaire Dance Studio. I mean, honestly, it's, it, it's you know, you've got to be able to sell things differently, slow down, make stuff mean things. And you know, I hate the picture and picture on Dynamite. I love watching the stream, watching it streamed because there's no picture and picture on the stream that I watch everything is so much better. I like it more so, except when I had the elite versus, uh, you know, versus, versus um, Fox and uh, sure. the, the, yeah, Dante Martin and his brother. It was like, oh, you know, it was like, oh man, it was just kept, I didn't mind it. I wish there would have been a picture in picture because would have got through it quicker, you know, but this is the thing. And it was so long. This comes down. They need to book it better. Produce your show better schedule your matches better if you have to cut things back cut things back because it takes away from the matches when i was watching well a very important match it was it would have been Rush and danielson they went to pitcher and pitcher and uh i didn't get to see it but what i saw people would have only seen not heard and had the you know it takes away from it where i mean i just i mean yes wwe has a Hell of a head start on any company opening up right now because they they go back to 1983 yeah it's vince mcmahon then but he's built and progressed that company even Vince McMahon being gone that same um oh. base is sitting there building and doing that doing those shows and you know i mean that and that's that's the difference but they need to pay attention and, and fix those things i don't you don't need to have stuff on during commercials let well, them I'll have say. the commercials and come back. Then I can go use the can, do whatever. Well, <laughs> Get on, a drink, let murder, let murder Dog out, whatever. Right?
0: You're a now, right? right? So after mm-hmm. the first two mm-hmm. years, you should have, have an understanding, understanding of where your Mortal breaks are. Well,
1: right? and they're not starting from scratch to be... No. Not know anything. You still have... You know, it's like anything. Any kind of science. You take from the previous science before. I know the wrestling, it's kind of like it is a science. Mm-hmm. To, the way you put a show together. I mean... And they oh, start man. out, the show's hot. So yet you had... You had MJF versus Sheida. Uh, yeah, you, you know it's like you had that match to start the show. You build a show. I, you know, I mean, even they could like you look at you look at WWE's matches and the way they build from one segment into the next. It, it's, I mean, it, it's it's different, but it keeps your interest, and they do that for three hours. My God, I could not make it. Through, I could not make it through an eight, a three-hour ADW show. Like even their pay-per-views, I have to maybe watch it the next day because sometimes it goes on and on. My friend, just like the song, and I'm like, oh, for the love of God, will this stop already? So I mean, lots of times I watch it after, not live, just because it is so long, you know. And, and it's they keep your interest in WWE. They keep your interest, and it's the way they book the show. In my opinion, that's what they do. And I mean, you can tell the booking you know, in this storylines and the storylines make sense uh there's there's a it's just something about i mean not that i hate AEW. i only say this because i want to succeed i'm not trying to be like you know you know, trying to be a jim cornet going and shitting on stuff i'm not trying to shit on stuff be it nwa AEW, WWE, i'm just saying what i like and don't like and i hear other people saying it and it makes sense you know you hear the fans and those are the guys you got to listen to you know i mean yes AEW has that hardcore core fan base that they could kick a baby in the middle of the ring, and they'd be like, "This is awesome. This is awesome." You know, I sometimes it's like that. You got to listen to the others because they they are back. They were back up to a million, then they're down to nine hundred one last week, and 899,000 899, this week. Slowly, it's dropping off a little bit again. What are they going to do? Not just hot shot booking, because that's the difference as well. When you see ROH or sorry, Raw and Dynamite it's not just hotshot booking over on Raw, where it's like sometimes it's like Tony throws stuff out there to keep people watching it to hotshot book it a little bit. You know, I mean, like you had mentioned with the tag titles this week being on Dynamite and losing on Dynamite. Well, there better be a rematch at the Revolution on March 5th. That's right. You know, and what are you going to do now with the tag titles between them? Because, I mean, now and then is what, three weeks? Yep. So you have you have the guns. They better have a couple of title defenses between them so that they look strong, even if they lose the titles. Because you took it off the acclaim. Because I think they put the titles on the acclaim, and then they didn't know what to do with them. I think they're like, oh, now that they're there, they did the they did the angle with the guns, which is good. Because I like both of them. You know, I uh, like what they've done with the acclaimed. Uh, you know, but I mean, then I see, see teams like private party when they had them going good and they did nothing with them. And it was like, Oh God, like, I love those guys, their entrance. They had it down going in, you know? Um, I don't want it. They kept my interest. Yeah. it, It was a little spotty, I guess, but the way they did it and the way they put things together, I liked, I liked private party. And then they brought, kind of just forgot about it and brought the acclaimed in. And, I, you know, they brought him in his heels. I mean, they were okay, but they got over. And then when they turned the baby, it was gold because they have such great interaction with the fans. That rap coming out is funnier than hell. The fans love it. Like, he's, they've got it down, so they just have to figure out where to go from there. And that's where it comes down to having experienced bookers, experienced people to help Tony Khan book these shows. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to run. Let me tell you, it's hard enough running an independent promotion trying to handle, because he's got his hands in everything. Be it advertising, be it um, uh, distribution, booking, talent relations, budgeting, all those kind of things, you know, getting the venues, doing, I mean, he's got his, he's got his hands and that's a lot of stuff for a company that size. And he's doing ROH, bringing the help, man. There's nothing wrong with bringing in help. You know, it's like his dad, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has Tony doing stats, but he's got a hell of a coaching crew. He's got the scouts. He's got the... You know, he's got it all in. That's the same as wrestling. you got to have all those things. You know, I coached football. I was a head coach. I needed a defensive coordinator before I went and became defensive coordinator and let the head coaching or offensive coach, whatever, you, if you're the head coach, you take one side or the other. Right. And it's the same kind of thing. If you're the booker, you need to have somebody to handle. You can have your hand in a little bit and let the, have a sales team to direct to do these things or somebody to do the uh, distribution to, tv stations and make those deals and you have your hand but you have to have that team to do that you know i mean you all can't be vince mcmahon i swear to god that guy never sleeps he's a vampire and you almost have to be like that but you got to have that good team with you when i coached foot tw- coach like i said i coached football you have the head coach you have your offensive coordinator defensive coordinator you have your special teams guys you know and even in when i was a defensive coordinator i still had my other guys that were with me when it came to uh, defensive line coach or my linebackers coach because I was the DB coach as well as the defensive coordinator. You got to have those things. If I went in there and tried to do all those, there isn't enough time in a day to get to each of those. Okay, uh, defensive line this is what I need you to do. Linebackers, this is what's happening. Yeah, you can explain it, but then you have your guys go in and fine tune them. He's got a ton of coaches, right? Or yeah, he calls them what are they? Co- yeah, he doesn't call them producers, but coaches. He's got those coaches. They need to coach. Like we were talking about Billy Corgan uh, when it came to. Either, you know, they're not doing their job right, or they're just being sycophants, and either way, they got to be fired. Either get them doing it right and telling you what needs to be done because they're the experienced guys, and you have to listen to them, you know, because they're the guys with experience. Rebelling.
0: You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shay.